the world moves towards digitization, many things are changing. One of the things we talk about in this series is economics. Economics is really about organizing and coordinating resources in our economy. And that brings us to today's topic of DAO, D-A-O. This is a new way of organization in our increasingly changing economy. Today we'll cover four things. One, what are DAOs? Two, why DAOs are important? Three, what is the economics of DAOs? And four, the types of DAOs in the space today. This podcast series is called Economics Design. In this series, we'll be talking about how to design a virtual economy, chat with various designers, and run through different case studies. More generally, we'll be talking about the economics design of digital systems. They can be blockchain-based, they can be frequent flyer points-based, or they can be just video games. Since economics is about organizing and coordinating, this is something that is evolving. Think of a company or a country. You have board of directors or government bodies like various ministries governing your company or your country. This is a centralized way of organizing and coordinating resources. For example, new rules Twitter will abide by to highlight fake news, or legislation bill approved by the Senate to increase surveillance on its people. It is centralized and not always executed efficiently. And that brings us to DAO, D-A-O. What are DAOs? Imagine the Senate, but instead of politicians going around campaigning and getting votes, the Senate is made up of people of the country. And instead of relying on people executing the bill, machines would do that. Do you see where this is an improvement? One, politicians have an incentive to be re-elected, and they might not always have the best policy for the long-term economy. For example, to increase taxes and cut spending when times are good. This helps the economy in the long run, but politicians have a short-term government contract, so the incentives are not aligned. Two, politicians could have a limited view of the whole picture, so the policies in place are not the best for everyone. The policies could only benefit a certain segment of people. Or three, inefficiency in executing a bill or policy. This could be due to inefficient workforce or human error, just to name a few. So what could be the solution? One, decentralization and autonomy in decision-making. Two, automation in execution by machines whenever possible. And that brings us to this new creation, DAO, D-A-O, that is Decentralized Autonomous Organization. Whilst we mainly talk about blockchain, DAO can exist on both blockchain and non-blockchain technological stack. It can also work in any digital platform, ecosystem, or ledger. DAO is mainly a new way of governance and decision-making. It could also combine with automated execution via smart contracts. Wow, that's a lot of terms, so let's break this down. Crash course and smart contracts. Smart contracts are just digital contracts that does whatever it is told to do automatically. For example, if you say, if three people sign and agree to transfer $100 from the fund to Chen, then $100 will be transferred to Chen where three people sign. The thing that does the action for approving and transferring is the smart contract. It's digital and automated. So these smart contracts are programs. They embed rules, send money, so they can execute Tuchun when conditions are met, three people signed. Now, you don't have to call up your accountant, tell them that three people have signed, confirm that these three people are who they say they are, and verify the account with Chun, then you make the transfer. This is a rule programmed in the smart contract and will be executed automatically. Of course, you can complicate it more with programmable business rules, getting inputs from IoT devices, and stacks smart contracts on top of each other. But let's just keep it simple for now. Smart contracts are just digital automated 
rules, programmable rules that will be executed. So going back to where we left off, the DAO is a new way of governance and decision-making. Once decisions are made, they can be executed by smart contracts. What decision are we talking about here? We will discuss them in details later, but to get your head around DAO, these are some decisions to be made. For example, how to allocate funds, which projects to support, and what to do with the funds. As mentioned, DAO is a new way of organizing decisions. That is part of governance. And this is very important part of governance, especially in a decentralized ecosystem. In centralized ecosystems, you can still rely on the, your board of directors or your senate. In decentralized ecosystem, you are part of the board, you are part of the senate. No one owns the ecosystem, no one governs it, everyone governs it. And that is why organized decision is a very important evolution to digital economy. So we have step one, make decision, and step two, execute that decision. Decisions can be different, as we mentioned just now. These decisions will be told to smart contracts with programmable rules. Let's take the example of how to allocate funds. In a board of directors and senate, you have to submit a proposal of how you want to allocate the funds. Let's say the proposal is to give $5,000 to fund a project to allow for interoperability with Ethereum blockchain. You submit this proposal to the DAO. The DAO will then vote on this proposal, yes or no. There are three things to consider here, but we'll not go into details today. For example, what is the voting structure like? Is it static or continuous vote? Two, who gets to vote? Proxy vote, any user gets to vote, user with specific tokens, user with a minimum token threshold. And three, what is their voting power? One vote per address, one vote per token, voting based on reputation, voting power based on the percentage of tokens held. Let's say the DAO agrees. They say yes, we will give the 5k to find the initial steps of this interoperability project. That's step one. That's where we go to step two, we have to execute this agreement, we have to execute this decision. The proposal will also include a smart contract. When the vote is yes, the smart contract will be executed and take $5,000 from the pooled fund to give it to the interoperability project. Now let's go back to DAO. That gives you a rough idea of how DAO works. It's an organization to coordinate decision-making. Now that we have the general picture painted, let's go back to answer the main question. What is DAO? Imagine a community swimming pool. Everyone from each household brings a pail of water to fill the pool up. Everyone gets part ownership of this pool. Now, the pool slide is on fire. Everyone gets to vote if they should use the, pool's, the swimming pool's water to kill the fire. Everyone decides yes, let's use the water. So some water is used and now everyone gets to enjoy both the slide and the pool. In the same way, the DAO is where people in the ecosystem pool funds together and get part ownership of the fund. Being part owners, they get to vote on how the funds will be used. When there are returns, it goes back to the fund. As part owner of the fund, you get to get part of the returns too. Of course, the DAO can execute other decisions than just fund allocation. Now that we understand what DAOs are, let's move on to part 2, why DAOs are important. We teased a little before on why DAOs are important. The main idea is that it is not centralized. That means no one person or entity can interfere with decision making. This also allows for transparent and auditable ownership. Transparency is key in governance and decision-making. Lastly, DAOs cannot be shut down, especially when they're on blockchain. 
It is only shut down when there are no participants in the DAO anymore, and anyone can leave the DAO anytime. I imagine a world where we exist digitally, where it transcends geographical jurisdictions and creates governance rules on its own. You get to decide whether you prefer governance rule A or governance rule B and exist in that digital ecosystem. Then, we are not bounded by race, nationality, skin colour or language, but by philosophy and ideology. Then the market will decide which autonomous organisation will succeed. That being said, there is no 100% decentralised and autonomous organisation. Centralization and decentralization is not a dichotomy, it is a spectrum. Each ecosystem has its own governance rules and differing level of decentralization. A DAO is architecturally decentralized, with individual participants in different countries. But the execution logic is centralized, which is your protocol. Now that we have a better understanding of DAO, let's dive into the economics of DAO. Economics is more than just the supply and demand. In DAOs, we will discuss three economics. One, economics of trust, two, economics of coordination, and three, economics of allocation. One, economics of trust. Without going too much into the history of trust, we need trust to transact and trade in an economy. Beyond that, we need to be able to trust decisions made in the ecosystem. In the digital world today, we want to be able to trust the participants that we are interacting with. Let's go back to the swimming pool example again. Everyone living in the community can get a bucket of water, contribute, and enjoy. If they want to sell their ownership because they're moving to another country, they can sell that to the new homeowner. Here's the problem. Not everyone can get access to this pool. There's a massive level of trust required to maintain accountability. How much water did you bring? How much water did you contribute into the swimming pool? What if someone destroyed the pool or contaminated the water? There are possibilities for negligence and malice. With smart contract, Instead of trusting someone to manage the account, to manage security, to manage governance, it will be managed via smart contracts. The group, which is the DAO, will focus just on making the right decisions and executions will be done by machines with smart contracts. Instead of trusting people to execute, we trust the code. We codify the trust into programmable rules. An example is PyDAO. PyDAO is a DAO to manage crypto index fund. The decision that the DAO makes is to vote on the creation and parameters of pool index funds. The funds will then be created via smart contracts. Instead of trusting that someone will be a fraud and take your money away, you can safely trust the machine and transparent smart contract. Now, you will also be part of the governance system to decide how you want your money to be managed. 2. Economics of Coordination Economics is about coordinating the various participants in the economy. Who teaches the new generation? Who grows the food for the population to eat? Who takes care of the sick and elderly? Who creates policies to make the economy better? In DAO, we are talking about coordination of decisions. Coordination is hard. If we manage to coordinate activities, how do we ensure that people will cooperate? People naturally do not cooperate unless there is an incentive to do so. Each decision maker follows their own goals. Now, we want to be able to allow interactions between decision makers so they coordinate their decisions. Otherwise, we could end up with a decision that is undesirable. Instead of trusting people to coordinate amongst themselves, we do it via a DAO. An example is Malok DAO. Malok DAO is a grant-giving DAO to fund Ethereum public infrastructure. The decision that the DAO makes is to vote on allowing new people coming in and to issue new stocks to them. One stock is one vote. 
they also get to vote on which projects to invest in. This mechanism also makes it easier for people to, to leave or defect. If you truthfully do not want to be part of the DAO system anymore, you can destroy your stocks, take the capital and leave. This is good in terms of coordination because those who do not wish to coordinate will exit and now we have a group of participants who are willing to coordinate. 3. Economics of allocation Lastly, it is about allocation. It is like government collecting tax revenue and deciding where to allocate it to. It could be education programs, fixing roads, building better lights, improving healthcare. In any ecosystem, this is what governance is about. For example, how to design tax revenue systems, how to evaluate programs. The blockchain equivalent is how to design transaction fees and how to evaluate proposals for the community fund. Instead of a centralized government doing this, we decided via a DAO. An example is KyberDAO. Kyber is an on-chain liquidity protocol. KyberDAO governs the Kyber ecosystem. Users get to vote on how network fees accrued are allocated. It could be allocation of tokens earned, burning of tokens, or rewarding it to other types of participants in the system. And now let's move on to the last part of the other types of DAOs in the space right now. The list is growing as projects test out various types of DAOs. In general, it can be broken down into asset management, protocol management, and project funding. DAO is used in asset management to decide how assets will be managed. Machines are good at executing tasks, but decisions are still reliant on human inputs. The DAO makes decisions on how to manage assets. PyDAO manages and monitors tokenized index funds on Balancer protocol. They create different asset pools and the DAO gets to vote on the parameters of the pool. Think of it as a decentralized ETF. The DAO is a social layer to manage the pool. DAO holders get to redeem the fees earned from the funds from the underlying assets. DAO can also be used in larger management like protocol or ecosystem management. Although these decentralized ecosystems do not have a central governance, decisions still have to be made and this can be done via DAO. MakerDAO and KyberDAO are two protocol management DAOs for their ecosystem. Token holders can participate in decision making and make a change in a protocol. This is important because this is a step towards giving governance power to the users in the ecosystem. Lastly, we have DAOs that can be used to allocate funds. This is done by allocating resources to issue grants. Participants pool their resources together and to allocate it to fund development. These participants can get access to the returns by the fund. This becomes tricky when we look into the regulation and legality space. Molop DAO and Dash are two DAOs that allocate funds for investment decisions. Lao was created to include the legality piece into DAOs. Lao is a for-profit limited liability autonomous organization. They work in the same way of allocating funds towards investment projects. With Lao, this organization is set up as a traditional legal entity that protects Lao shareholders of the liabilities. Dash is similar, except it doesn't use individual money to allocate funds. The funds come from the network. People have to pay to propose and voters have to stake tokens to vote on the decisions. Ultimately, DAO is a new way of organization as our economies continue to evolve. It could still use tokens or could do without. However, it is still part of the economics design since it is a way of decentralized governance. If you go deeper into the details of various DAO mechanisms, you will realize that the mechanisms are not the same and they can encourage creative mechanism design with more experiments to come. Let me know if you want me to do a deep dive into DAO or other episodes that you are interested in. 
You can subscribe to our newsletters too for the TLDR of each episode. Till then, I'll see you in the next episode. Bye! Bye.